0: Hello and welcome to episode 462, the bonus episode of 462, and we're doing listener questions today. Is the question, aren't ones? we? Yes, yes. We are. I'm Gemma. You're
1: <laughs> just checking. We are definitely. I'm Michael. We're yeah, definitely doing listener of questions. It's been a while since we've done some listener of questions. I think our last one was when we did those festive listener of questions. So it's been even longer since we've done proper ones. Yeah. So I'm glad that we've been able to fit this into our schedule again. Thank you, everybody, who um, sent us our questions to, uh, to to answer, because some of the things that you come up with are a lot more creative and interesting than we may have come up with ourselves. And it's, it's nice that we're able to give back to the community that supports us by waffling on about all the sorts of things that you want us to talk about, I suppose. Well, at least two of you do tonight, anyway. So our first question tonight comes from listener John, and he would like to know this. Yes. If social media, e.g. Twitter, had been around from Corrie's conception in 1960, which characters would have been shipped? Which actors would have been fan favourites or disliked? And which storylines would have been changed due to fan reaction? Great question, John. I love it.
0: Yeah, this is really cool. There's not anything that
1: I'd considered before, either.
0: No, this is like alternate history, like... uh... Was it the man in the high castle?
1: <laughs> yes, literary reference. I totally if get that. If the
0: Nazis won the war, we all had Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Hitler's first.
0: <laughs> would have been like, I've got this great idea of one. <laughs> um, I don't like, so, so we're assuming the technology, e- I mean, e.g., phones.
1: Uh, it depends, exists. yeah. What, uh, uh, if we say Twitter exists, then it kind of presumes that lots of other things exist, like phones and internet. And, um, well, yeah. I can't think of actually anything else, but I'm sure there's lots more involved in it also exist. So I I guess we can maybe gloss over some of those, but maybe also assume, however we want really, that they exist. Um, That's that's a fantastic idea. So before we kind of start off with that, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how social media currently enhances our soap viewing experience or maybe spoils it in some ways. Because I mean... This is
0: a really... This honestly is one of the most fascinating, un... Um, examined questions. I th- I think that people talk a bit about you know how technology changes the way that we watch and consume media because it's clear that once you have access to streaming services and they sort of dump everything all in one go for a, for a series, you have to wait. Apart from, from, from Coronation
1: week. Street, still waiting for all well, ten thousand episodes. <laughs> this is what
0: I'm saying. Soaps don't have this. Ha- have kind of, I mean they've become more accessible to more people because of streaming mm. so we know that if you live in america and canada i think you get brick box you can watch it yeah faster than you would have done so we know that it, that's happened but but soaps in particular have a have a unique um way of interacting with with social media
1: yeah and i, and I wasn't particularly doing much on social media before we started the podcast i mean i set up twitter just so that we could run the podcast, and we kind of, we you know, we had our finger on the pulse back in two thousand and twelve, didn't we? And we thought maybe it'd be useful for us to have a Twitter account yeah. to go along with this <laughs> podcast. So I was on Facebook because you know I'm old like that, and even Instagram. Like we've only had our Instagram for a couple of years, haven't we? And um, certain yeah. posts that we put out now are a lot more, a lot more popular on that. But I think Twitter is really the main area. That we it's go way, to for it, interacting yeah, with our, other fans and the yeah. show and the cast and everything like that. Because, I mean, it's it's helped us to get into closer contact with some of the actors. And the and, well, same for everyone, not, not just us. I mean, not, not all actors are on it, of course. Um, and it's kind of interesting to... I, it, does it make a difference to how you view the show, do you think? Being able to be so close to the actors because I mean back in the day you know you joined the Coronation Street um, fan club or went on the magazine or anything but they the actors themselves I, I guess must have felt a lot more untouchable and I, I don't know whether the fact that we can interact with so many of them when I watch the program am I thinking more oh those are actors now rather than that's those characters and for the characters who aren't on social media or oh, you know who don't interact do I do I think of them as more more characters than the actors. Well, the,
0: the easiest way to... Yeah, the easiest way to work out whether you're thinking of the actor or the character is just to compare the way you think about two different characters. One, you know, so, so let's like, say Jack P. Shepherd and Ben Price. Ben Price isn't on Twitter, and Jack P. Shepard, he doesn't post very much.
1: No, but even Ben's got his... um The the, the podcast, hasn't he? The Sofa Cinema Club. Mm. But there's people like, I don't know, David Nilsson or whatever, I think you will think... Is he Roy when I look at him, or do I think David Nilsson? no and- i
0: don 't I th- honestly don't think that they're social media because cause all of them have done enough stuff outside of Corrie, about Corey, like documentaries and interviews and things, for me to go, yeah, the, these are all actors. Mm.
1: I still do think sometimes, and I, and I think partly this is, I don't know whether it's more to do with just doing the podcast than be, being to do with social media, sometimes when characters make certain decisions on Coronation Street, if I don't like those decisions, or if I think they're acting out of character or whatever, I kind of blame the show writers rather than the characters themselves. You know, I think well, that's just they're being made to say that rather than that's what the characters are saying themselves or I I don't know. And I,
0: god, you are getting really think, sidetracked Do, do we in think the about reader. Yeah,
1: I know I yeah, know god. it's, just no, it's interesting it Makes discussion. me wonder if I think if I all think right, back sure. to if we're you know, going back to the original question about if social media had been around in the 60s, would characters like Ina and Elsie and all that be considered, you know, would people see them for their actors? As their actors more than they currently do because you'd have you know Violet Carson tweeting away. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's it's really interesting because that a lot of those older characters are you know put on such a pedestal and are, you know, untouchable classics of British TV. Is it? Is it because they were so um, remote? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I don't know, but what I will say is that to me, the the real the real question is not really so much about the actors and about you're talking about suspension of disbelief aren't you and yeah and um how how does social media sort of interfere with that Mm. to me the thing that social media does with soaps is allow people to discuss what they think about what's going on or perhaps even register their Dislike of something That's, in the hopes yeah. that it will affect in some way what happens in the future, and I think the most notable example of of things that have happened like that was with karna with <laughs> yeah. and i honestly you're, it seems very clear to me that social media fans and there were a very small group of them but they were very vocal actually had a very concrete and detrimental effect on how that story played out. Because we know that when Bavner wanted to leave the show, she said that she didn't want her character to leave Kate. Mm. Because of how I think I don't I don't know if I'm putting words in her mouth here, but but the the insinuation to me was that Uh, they've got such a massive fan base and this fan base is so passionate that I don't want to let them down by having this character split up. And I I don't think she's wrong because I also think the same consideration was made when Hayley, um, when... um who played Hayley?
1: Julie Hesmondhalgh.
0: Yeah, when she wanted to leave, she had a similar thing. So, so it wasn't just the fan base, it was also like the integrity of this character, that like Hayley would never leave Roy. Mm. I don't think you can say the same thing about Rana and Kate. I don't think they were the love that would last the centuries at all. That It was just hype. But Bavner didn't want to let these people down, in my opinion, and so she demanded, or said, asked that she be killed off. Mm. So we, we were left then with a story that pleased nobody, because the fans couldn't, were placated and that's not always a good idea and um, they ruined the story for themselves and everybody else because they were a very toxic fan base So I wonder- and I, I would say also I don't know what happened with that particular group of people but not every single shipping fan group because that's another big thing isn't it part of internet culture is yeah. shipping groups and if you don't know what shipping is it's just relationships where people it's short for relationships where, where you decide about you really want this couple to be together or you're happy that they're together and so you support them what as a does, couple.
1: What does Stan stand for? It's from
0: the it's from the song Stan.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah, it just oh, means I didn't an obsessive know that. fan. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, all, these,
0: all these little Zoomers think that they invented Standom but our generation were the one that came up with the name for it.
1: <laughs> so who do you think back but, in... But
0: listen, what I'm saying is um, that these... Like
1: shippers, oh, you totally derail what I said. So, sorry, I was just gonna, because you were talking about that, I was wondering who back in the 1960s. I've w- forgotten what my point was.
0: I was really building up to a
1: point. Oh, I'm sorry, I might come back to you. I, who, I who can't in not remember. The, who in the 1960s would people have shipped and stand? Because that was part of uh, of John's original question. And I think almost certainly Len and Elsie would have had their rabid fan base, wouldn't they? Because the, the other big fan base that's around at the moment for Coronation oh, Street know, is Carla and say. Peter, yes, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I was just about and to say. Not every
0: group of people who are shippers are toxic because I think the Carla and Peter fan people are really respectful and, and nice and they don't attack you for your opinions. Yeah. And and that's what... Sometimes it becomes quite unpleasant when you're in a group of people and you, you can't allow other people to have their opinions. Mm. So I think that was like a one-off, the, the, the Kana, the toxicness of that group. Because I think that they, they thought that they were fighting for a social... Um, Progression, you know, they they were fight, they weren't. It wasn't about really. It wasn't really about um, Rana and Kate. It was about representation of gay people on on television and mixed race couples, etc. So they were yeah. really passionate, but they were. It was about more than the couple. So they got annoyed and took it a bit too far when people disagreed with them. And I can understand why they got so passionate, but that's probably why you don't see it so much with other couples. Yeah.
1: So do you... I think... did you reckon that Len and Elsie would have been the, the biggest one from the 60s? Because that's a really fascinating relationship in that they, they never... You know, they were never properly romantically involved, were they? Well, we they, keep they're...
0: always harping on about this. Like, uh, th- they never did. You know, the all well, they won't they of Len and Elsie and no, they never did. And it's really kind of almost... It was a passionate kind of love affair, almost that never went anywhere because they were so in involved in each other's lives, and they felt they had a real sense of possession over one another, didn't they? Mm. And and like and I think that if <laughs> if we had social media in the sixties, you would have seen Elsie and and Len Shippers.
1: Oh, absolutely. Every and, episode and, fan art and everything, but yeah, it makes yeah. me wonder: would Coronation Street have actually put them together to try and placate the fans? Would they have built it up more? than they actually did because, you know, that's where, that's where the interest is. That's what gets the clicks or the, the likes or whatever.
0: It's difficult to know how much Coronation Street um, listens to fan groups. We don't know. I would say it's a bad idea too because, you know, they say something like, is it 10% of the population is on Twitter? And I don't think even that's not even uh, people that regularly post. So know. it's 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 a very small petri dish of of public opinion mm. and it's been really proven in the past to be a completely misleading litmus test of what society thinks. That's why everybody was caught off guard by Brexit and like the the conservatives winning their elections again mm. and Trump winning his elections because Oftentimes, if you have an unpopular opinion, you're cowed out of of voicing it if it goes against the grain on social media. Yeah. So um, maybe I would have said that the, the Elsie and Len shippers... Probably Hashtag Elsen. Elsen, yeah, would have been really, like, hardcore, like, into... And if you had said anything, like, I don't think they should be together, you probably would have got shouted, shouted down, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. Because it really did seem to me, like... Even though I knew that they would never get together watching it it really felt like they were going ha ah, oh, 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 what do you think
1: yeah i wonder whether some other char- some other relationships would have you know been been latched onto by the social media crowds like you know H- harry um, Hewitt and Conceptor Riley, because he dated like a string of girls in 1961 before he ended up proposing to her in Blackpool. So I wonder whether that would have been a, a little fandom and people, yeah, people standing for Harry and Conceptor to get together. Well, imagine maybe. if
0: that had <clears throat> happened and they had thought, "Oh yeah, we we managed." Well, you know the the um people, <laughs> well, whatever you. It's not a very yeah. good hashtag. um <laughs> they got their way. So, let's get Elsie and Len together.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I wonder whether um like what what the Emily and Leonard Swindley relationship would have been latched on to. Did people think that was sweet back in the day or was it was it doomed from the start or would people have latched onto it and you know pushed for it more? It's really interesting to think, you know, what what would have attracted people's attention and what wouldn't because you're right what you said about social media being an opportunity to share your views with so many people because back in the day you mean you could talk to your your friends at work about it and talk to your family about it but this would have been put it out in the world wouldn't it and
0: i mean there's a very real danger of erasing the um existence of conversations and interactions between people pre-social media. Mm. (laughs) Before social media existed, believe it or not, you could still get your opinion out there and people still had discussions about things, but it was in a very different way. So you would have had... Magazines would have played a bigger role uh, people's yeah. opinions in in magazines It's and, just a lot more
1: immediate with social media and isn't writing it writing
0: letters to the editor and and stuff like that would have would have taken place yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so who who do you think you know on the and cast, also can I just say oh,
0: coronation street would have been able to judge people's opinions by the amount of letters they wrote in, yes. because people did that a lot more back in the old days. You would they, they sent fan letters. They sent, yeah. you know, baby grows when people had a baby. They yeah. They, you know.
1: Well, that's interesting because would, would that have happened quite so much with social media? Because what I was saying earlier about you know people, you know, these days seem much more aware of the fact that you know it's not real and it's just actors. Would would fewer you know, like said, mm. baby grows or whatever be sent in because you know that. Valerie Barlow isn't actually pregnant with twins, it's just Anne Reid. I, I don't know. Well, I this wonder. is the
0: thing that you were sort of saying about um, are people, how do people interact with um, actors back in the day and they're very remote and stuff. But we know that they did a lot more public appearances, I think, judging from what I've read and from biographies and autobiographies Mm. and interviews, I think they did a lot more appearances and opened things. They were more celebrity-esque back in the the very early days.
1: One of of the big examples, the famous examples, was uh, Violet Carson going to switch on the Blackpool Lights in 1961 as well. And there she glammed herself right up not to look like Ina so that she was making a statement saying, "I I am not my character.
0: Yeah, but almost every example that say for example pat phoenix writes about in her autobiographies about fans coming up to her and talking to her they almost always talk to her as if she was elsie
1: mm. yeah yeah i wonder how much how different that is these i mean yeah i know you get you hear about actors so saying they, they get, say that their people, character names in the street. Yeah,
0: people will also be very um negative to them if they're playing a villain yeah yeah that's true and then it seemed to be able to separate no matter no matter how immediate the the actor you know has access to you Mm. um on social media it just seems that there are still people that can't separate um fiction i suppose
1: that the the other thing about if there was social media in coronation street i mean a lot of social media users skew to the younger side don't they? but back in the day on
0: what platform
1: yeah, sure. if we, if, I mean, if we're talking about Twitter, Twitter, I suppose, yes.
0: Um, Facebook, no. Facebook's an older crowd.
1: Yeah, but would um, the fact that the cast back in the 1960s were so old,
0: yeah.
1: cons- compared to nowadays, would it mean that a lot of them actually weren't on Twitter? I mean, you'd have you'd have um, you know, maybe Philip Lowry might have been on Twitter. William Roach, you know, the young uns back I, then. I
0: really think that Pat Phoenix would have been on Twitter, and I think he think- would have been. Getting herself in trouble all the time. I bet she with would. Hot takes on things and stuff yeah. that she shouldn't have said. Yeah. Getting into dramas, getting snitty with people, and it would have taken
1: away the mystique of Elsie, wouldn't it? A little bit. Maybe. I think. I mean, obviously, the the main young character back then was Lucille Hewitt, played by Jennifer Moss. So it's almost like she'd be flying the the lone flag. Oh, but equally, yeah. would Coronation Street have brought in more younger characters earlier into Coronation Street because it was. Yeah, decades until they had like lots of younger characters. I mean, it was ten years or so until they brought the Flemings in, wasn't it? And they didn't even last. No, I know. Would, would they have tried to get the youth characters into think Coronation Street more? Because cared
0: what young people thought about stuff so much <laughs> <laughs> back in the old days, and it's kind of crazy how much we do you know, put so much importance on one, one sort of demographic of people.
1: But Coronation Street, and as with all TV, wants people chatting about it and talking about it. And if there's you know, no one to talk back to or, or it's not the right audience, then they're not getting the hits. But so I, don't, I think...
0: ne- don't necessarily agree with that. I think that the social media managers do want that because that's their job. But I don't know that uh, many, you know, I, I don't know how much it's used as a yardstick to measure success with Mm. by other people because, uh, you know... Yeah. Um, people talk about soap when it's going wrong as well and that's not what you want you don't want that kind of attention
1: yeah that's true I was thinking about um, as well some stories or issues that might have caught the attention of the, uh, the 1960s social media and, and kind of any hashtags and things that were going there and I think that one that would have really really flared up on social media would be hashtag save Martha uh, <laughs> Martha yeah. Longhurst dying in the snug I mean, that, that was one of the most controversial things that ever happened yeah, yeah. in early Coronation Street, wasn't it? And the, the producer there comes in, axes her. The cast didn't like the idea. No. Um,
0: they were up in arms. Peter
1: Armitage pausing before yeah. he says that she's dead just in case, in case they want to make a last-minute last <laughs> retrieve. And I, I would have <laughs> loved to have seen the social media furore when uh, when Martha popped her clogs. I don't know how publicised in advance this these things I were. This is was to say. Because it the other was thing spoilers, with social yeah. media... It it feeds into the spoiler culture that, that we're now in, and mm-hmm. and social media is great, but you get it, it's much much harder now to avoid spoilers. And um, yeah, back I, in the day, it feels to me like, and I don't know, maybe people who are still who listen to this who are uh, watched soaps back in the sixties and seventies were you more sheltered from spoilers? Would, would You'd have social... to
0: seek them out a bit more, I would have thought. Yeah,
1: whereas with social media, it's just like a constant barrage. You're know, scrolling through Twitter, oh, there's such and such.
0: We're re-watching Lost at the moment. Mm. And I would say, I don't remember how prevalent social media was when Lost first came out.
1: Um, It, it couldn't have been, because Facebook wasn't was... even until 2007 or so, and Lost predated that by two or three years.
0: But before social media, believe it or not children... We used to talk to each other on the internet in different ways. So you'd have blogs, but you'd also have message boards. And message boards have been around since the beginning of the well, internet. I see, I
1: see our recent episode on... Um, we look back at Coronation Street websites since 20 years ago.
0: And I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, social... Uh, not, well, the internet sort of ruined Lost <laughs> for lots of people because it was so heavily focused on trying Theorized, to work out yeah. what the and theorising things and trying to work stuff out and talking through so many different ideas that i think the the people who made lost admitted they didn't know how it was going to end
1: mm. and then
0: they kept seeing all these theories and changing their mind and i honestly i would say that the internet contributed both to the popularity and to the failure of Lost overall as a te- television show.
1: So how might that have affected Coronation Street back in the day? Because that, that Lost was well, all about mysteries and no, well, Coronation Street no, has never been much of a mystery show. but I'm going to say
0: also to you that other mysteries in Coronation Street have been ruined by spo- by discussion on social media. Yeah, that's and we've, true. That's we've true. contributed to this. I'm not mm. going to say we're, we're not innocent at all. We've added to this. We've added fuel to this fire uh, because you can't help yourself. When, yeah. when you're so invested in the show and it presents you with a mystery you're gonna go through it's like um outsourcing the work to thousands of people across the globe Mm. um it's like what that thing about a thousand monkeys with a thousand typewriters eventually someone's gonna hit upon the solution to the mystery Mm. and and you will you will come across across it somewhere if you're seeking out information or trying to discuss it yeah so uh, you know has social media seen the end of of um you know, television event mystery. Yeah. I, I
1: think wonder. So. I mean do not I w I don't I'm I'm trying to think of mysteries that Coronation Street had back then and that there was there was that poison pen thing, wasn't there, which led to the, the confrontation with Ina and Elsie. Would there have been a hashtag who wrote the poison pen? That and was I, really interesting I,
0: because nobody I don't even know the, who wrote yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember who. It was irrelevant in the end. <laughs>
1: it was, but would Coronation Street have taken some stories that were like light mysteries back then? And really and, hyped them up. Uh, re, yeah, really, really hyped them. That would have been a To try and idea. catch the attention of the social media. Would there have been, you know, a line-up on social media of, of suspects for, the, for Ina's... Uh, poison... No, it was Elsie's, wasn't it? Poison pen letters. Yeah, she got written
0: a letter saying that yeah, she, she was... Yeah, she accused a, it as being
1: Ena. Yeah, um, and some other stories that were around back then, like, I mean, I know that 1964 was a particularly... It wasn't a low year in Coronation Street's history, but it was the first year-on-year year drop that they saw in the ratings. So would Coronation Street have, you know, bigged up some of the big stories there to try and create more of a, a to-do on social media? Like, um, I mean, what what they actually did then was make uh, Number 7 collapse, to t- partly to try and, you uh, know, get people talking about Coronation Street again, and partly because they had too many empty houses. So with would with, with some of the big events there have been, yeah, blown up more... Um, People like stories like that was also when David and Irma were going out as well. And would Coronation Street have tried to have pushed hashtag Deverma or whatever because they were quite a sweet couple, weren't they? Yeah, um, I, I don't know, it's, it's really interesting. To I think can imagine about. there
0: being lots of arguing about uh Ken's little demonstration, the ban the bomb. Oh,
1: hashtag ban the bomb would have um, been on there, wouldn't it?
0: Because I, you know. Ken's always been a very liberal person hasn't he but you know you you only have to look at the result of general elections to say that (laughs) in general the UK is quite a conservative country despite what uh you might think this is the thing about social media um you, you really get a very different impression about what people's what 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 the public opinion is on stuff mm. from looking at it because it does t- tend to skew younger and more liberal yeah um because older people don't use it as much um and they certainly don't interact with the same sort of people that that w- you know we would tend yeah.
1: to speaking of what you said about the it's skewing towards younger people again i know we've come back around to that as we mentioned it before it made me wonder whether some of the other kind of younger characters would have been big up more like uh, Sheila Burtles um, Doreen Lostock for example who to me never particularly feel like they were huge characters back in Didn't the really 60s get would, they, out. would they have fleshed them out more because yeah. they wanted to attract them I mean would we have had a hashtag Balmcake Girls because that's what I think they were record- uh, they were referred to, would we fly me, we have tried to have any kind of shipping between Doreen and, and Sheila, I suppose. No. If, if we're not, maybe not in the 60s, the way that we think of the 60s now, a bit more of a conservative era but, era, but, you know, maybe who knows?
0: Look, I'm going to say this. People um, really do not get how quickly, I guess, unless you're Claire yourself, how quickly this acceptance of Homosexuality has been in in pop culture, current culture. It's like happened very swiftly, which is great. I'm not going to criticize it, but you you're still left with decades of it not being accepted at all.
1: Yeah, and this
0: is why I don't understand why people are so social
1: media have precipitated acceptance. Don't know what were you going to say?
0: I don't understand why people are so surprised that the the Pope's like, yeah, don't be gay. Mm, Did you see this recently? No, it's like do. i can't we can't bless gay marriages in the church, and everyone's like, what? but I thought you were a nice Catholic it's like They've not misrepresented themselves. So I don't years. understand why you think <laughs> that they're suddenly going to change their idea about what God told them.
1: <laughs> Speaking of um, Sheila Bertels, just then that made me think as well about her suicide or well the fact she didn't end up killing herself, did she? That was the big story back in the, was it the early to mid sixties. I can't remember where she was going to take those pills mm-hmm. and and kill herself, and that that got out to the press well, earlier, so, and then they changed yeah. it. I wonder what that would have been like the social media remember. storm upon hearing that they were going to have her kill herself
0: do you remember what it was about that that they didn't like was it that it, were they found it to be too salacious um, and, and scandalous sure. or was it that they didn't they thought it was sad and they wanted to save
1: her no i don't, no, know, I don't it think that, it was, was no it wasn't that it, was it like it an, was moral? An an too scandalous to moral, moral decency. It, maybe it was a bit of a taboo and we don't talk about things like that and mm. yes we had christine hardman on the roof um, hashtag yeah. don't jump, Christine. Yeah. But yeah, I think but that, that
0: was a very accepted sort of oh, the woman's being melodramatic again. You know, yeah, the amount of Hitchcock heroines who've tried to jump in front of a train. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: you know, it, it was a very, it was a very, it seemed like the very dumb thing for a woman to become hysterical and in inverted commas and, yeah. and threaten something like that. Rather, but actually doing it is a completely different yeah. thing altogether.
1: <laughs> I think with I think with Sheila though, it would have. I, I, I don't know how. People back then got the message to Granada saying, no, don't do it. But certainly these days it would have been, you know, a lot more immediate over social media. I'm
0: going to point out that people don't remember about the pre-internet days, not just social media, we used to have more than one postal service a day in this country. You used to be able to get first and second post, and it wasn't actually that long ago that they got rid of second post. I remember when I was first started my job, which was about fifteen years ago, I'd have to wait for second post sometimes mm. for things to come. Back in the very early, you know, this is way before the sixties, but it's in the Victorian era. There would be multiple. There would be yeah. 10, 11 different posts When no they were ready to give it to you, because idea. people would be able to have a conversation over the course of a day in letter form, through the post. Mm. And, and so you think that emails are a new invention and that it, being able to talk to somebody, yeah, across the other side of the planet, yeah, but but in the same country as you, or in the same area as you, being able to talk to somebody in letter form, instant, almost instantaneously, and have a conversation over the course of a day, it was perfectly possible even 100 years ago. Mm. So people really are very forgetful about what the technology used to afford us back in the day we yeah. think we think it's all in modern invention you know
1: yeah so social, we we say that social media gives instant feedback but you know, there were ways and means of doing they would have been able to write that.
0: you know uh, it doesn't really have much to do with what you just said what i just said about how would people communicate to Coronation Street that they didn't like this but it's not like the same as today where you write a letter and just god hope pray that it gets delivered yeah. i've <laughs> yeah. i've been waiting since since january and now we're in the middle of march for a a package from somebody who who works for me, who look li- lives in Finland, who hasn't been able to post it th- to me yet because of all the Brexit stuff and the pandemic. Mm, mm. So,
1: <laughs> speaking about instantaneous feedback, I would have been I'd be interested to see how the fact that. I mean, for the first, however long it was, three or four months worth of Coronation Street, every other episode was broadcast live. Because one of the things about, another good thing about social media now is that it encourages live TV viewing, doesn't it? Yeah. Because back back in, you know, the 90s, early 2000s or whatever, people maybe would set it to record and watch it more. And I know that obviously um, catch-up TV is, is is massive now, but, I mean, for, for us, we do try and watch it live as close to live as much as we can now, just... So that people don't spoil things for us over over social media, and it's good to get involved in the conversation. And I I wonder what it would be like, what it would have been like if every other episode was broadcast live, because I guess that on the few the small times when they do live broadcasts of Coronation Street or other soaps at the moment, the actors and the, the production crew and everything are are getting as they're going the instant reactions to it.
0: That's really funny. Would that
1: have affected anything?
0: See, we said before about, oh, what kind of gimmicks would you like for the 60th anniversary? And we said things like, you know, uh, internet polls telling people what to do. Mm. Um, It would be quite funny if that was a regular thing that you could choose your own adventure.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: the other, thing, the other thing really is that um, in the 60s, you would have watched it when it was on because you couldn't record it. Yeah,
1: exactly. It. Yeah, you couldn't record um, and it. And I really.
0: assume that if you've got the technology, I guess we're going to have to divorce it from that because... Yeah,
1: if you've got the technology for social media, it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that you can. Otherwise, could, you, you can't completely
0: change everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. A couple of other ideas that I had just before we move on to the next question. I definitely, definitely think that Social Media Coronation Street would have um, taken... Would have... I've not taken advantage of they They would have used it to promote the Walter Potts story now I don't remember know whether you remember about that, but this was this guy that Dennis Tanner was the talent agent of, and it was a singer who went who had the stage name of Brett Falcon, and he like I
0: still love that name he
1: was like a he was a singer on the show, but he they re- like a he out of released Smash a single. Um, in real life, didn't they? This song called Not Too Little, Not Too Much, which got to number 17 in the real life charts in 1963. And I bet that would have been all over social media. And I, I wonder whether this Brett Falcon character would have been bigger on Coronation Street because he would have been almost like the, the face of Cory's social media channels for a little <laughs> bit or something. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know what else is there to say. There you-
0: I just want to say one one thing about, like, um, social media. Um, sort of... The fact that they exist kind of prompts you almost to feel as though you must share your thoughts about everything with the world. And I'm guilty of this. Um, I don't think anyone cares, but I can't help myself. Hmm. And um, one thing that it does do is if you read something that somebody that you really like as an actor or character, if you read something that they personally there have written that you don't disagree with in some manner, mm. and I'm not going to name names here, I think you guys can work it out for yourselves a lot of the time. Hmm. If you really disagree with what they say, it can really put you off them and the character that they play sometimes. Yeah, that's true. And I don't true. think that's beneficial, but I don't know that it's that much different from how it used to be because I think that... Back in the old days, the actors were in the papers a lot more than they seem to be now. I think that yeah. they were super, super mega celebrities because you know, we didn't have that many... Um, it was right at the beginning of you know the, the idea of celebrity on telly, wasn't mm. it? Because it was before it was mostly... It was, but I've... <laughs> so I think, you know, like, Pat Phoenix had a very tumultuous life. And I can imagine some people, you know, reading in the papers about her her divorce and Mm. saying, Oh God, I don't want, I don't like that woman. So I don't like Elsie anymore.
1: It's coming to, I don't know whether I'm completely making this up, but I thought, Oh, tell me. I thought that until, you know, eighties, early nineties, I don't know where I've read this. Come on. That Coronation Street actors were kind of advised not to talk about their personal lives and to keep interviews strictly about the show.
0: Mm, that, Do you, yeah. Does that
1: ring any bells for you?
0: Um, I
1: don't know where I think I've read this from, but having social media would...
0: Negate that completely. Yeah,
1: completely, because that's all about, you know, the photographs of this is what the inside of uh, so-and-so's kitchen looks like. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and you make, know,
0: who does that serve? it doesn't serve the individual actors at all. Mm. It, it's only beneficial to Coronation Street and ITV yeah. because, um, you know, once you're, once you're out of the show, uh, you can do what you like, but if you haven't built a brand for yourself, yeah. you, you're going to perhaps struggle. It depends on what you want out of life, obviously, yeah. but um, people have built social media, you know, careers out of social media mm. presence and Coronation Street still does stifle that to some extent because you're not really supposed to use your your social media for commercial gain if you're in Coronation Street.
1: No, there was a big thing a few years ago, wasn't there, about don't promote products. You're not
0: allowed to. And then
1: they were told that it was OK, but they had to get Coronation Street's permission first and right. it couldn't clash with, you know, Curry sponsors or anything like that because wasn't there a thing where Jack P. Shepard allegedly got in trouble for promoting that? Um, I don't know. That that hair thing that he does.
0: Well, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know, but um, we also have very strict rules in this country that other countries don't have, where you have to declare if you're been given in any form any kind of compensation, including the product itself, for mm. the purpose of posting. So if somebody says, "Here you go, here's here's a Coke," uh, you can't just say, "Oh, Gemma gave me this Coke." You'd have to say hashtag ad. You'd have to, yeah. because if we, if I was giving you a coke to bribe you to like my podcast, <laughs> do you see what I mean? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah.
0: I don't think that's true, but you know, you do, you do have to if you, if you're promoting something, even if it, it was just a free product.
1: Yeah, finally, 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 before we move on, we haven't really talked about. But how... nobody does, by the way. <laughs> we haven't talked about how social media might have been integrated actually into the show itself we said about how social media might have affected viewers' interactions with the show but would they have had stories about social media would you know w- would Lucille Hewitt have been um, targeted by an online pedo or something or um, you know, w- would she have been distracted by her phone that time that her birth- brother, her baby brother Christopher got snatched and that was the reason why he was taken away um, would Annie and Jack have struggled with the, her ideas coming from the youth culture and and everything that she she got online? I, I don't know, what, what are the sort of social media related... I don't think Coronation Street does it very much, do they? I mean, they talk about... I suppose we had that I thing... Know. I mean, I suppose Asha's storyline recently was to, all to do with social media and and, and the pictures of her spreading mm. quickly. I wonder whether that would have been included on the show more. I, I expect that maybe you know... Um, Dennis's talent agency would have been all about spreading the word online. He and would and have then been later, Alec the Gilroy. And like, oh, yeah. I've got
0: like a really good engagement on this post.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it's got Lucille's pants in it.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, I suppose there was also like, um, I suppose Bethany's grooming story was related to social media in a way, wasn't it? Because it started off with her doing those hair. Hairdressing tutorials online. I was just think that Lucille Hewitt could have been a much much bigger character. And there was at one point that one of the producers, I think it might have been Tim Aspinall, maybe wanted to get rid of her because he was like the axe man that got rid of mm-hmm. quite a few of the cast. And and he was told by an even higher up, no, you're not getting rid of her because she's the only young me- young cast member. Yeah. Would that have been completely out of the question mm-hmm. if if it was in social media age? Because so it would have given the opportunity for so many different types of stories, I don't know.
0: Social media in the 60s would have been so completely different from what it is like now. Because in in many ways, they were a lot more... Forgive, well, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Like, social media now is very... People are very policey of each other, and you, there are certain things that you would never be able to get away with saying mm. that were commonplace things to think and say back in the 60s, weren't there? So, like... Dennis Tanner doing a video of Lucille Hewitt dancing in a go-go pants on the on the bar would have been hilarious and everyone would have thought it was great.
1: Yeah. But if
0: they'd said, "Oh, Lucille Hewitt is um a fancy sh- uh, Sheila Birtles, there would have been an, like a nuclear bomb had gone off. Yeah. So the the like the the the, the social acceptance, the landscape of that back in the 60s, was a completely different world. Yeah. And people would have been up in arms about completely different, unexpected things than they are now. Mm. Like, nobody bats an eyelid about the fact that Adam and Adam and um, Sarah were going to get a divorce or that he cheated on her. But back in the day, God, that would have been probably one of the most scandalous things that could have happened.
1: Mm. Um, I, wonder, I wonder, going on later, like, what the social media storm would have been for, like, the, the Ken Mike Deirdre Love triangle mm. or... Yeah, or, 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 yeah all right. Interesting. I, th- I mean, I think we talked about this enough now, but... Um, yeah, so I, I, think I think could talk got, about this got, for another two hours. I think we've got so a few ideas out of this.
0: It really is fascinating. I I just, you know, I, this is one of these things where it's so sad that you can't... I wish we had supercomputers that are so advanced. You could just, like, plug in all these variables and then kind this of observe what, kind of what would have happened. Yeah. It would be so in fascinating.
1: Models. Yeah. I'd like to know what, this, what the social media crowds would have thought of like the Ogdens when they joined or whatever like did they would they have gone down a storm or would they would there have been a huge you know onslaught of hatred for this even more common family that would have potentially had the producers going oh people don't like them let's get rid of them I
0: yeah it it, it really depends I think that they they really do have I think that they're a bit they're quite good at sticking to their plans.
1: Yeah, they are. I don't think,
0: for all that we complain and sort of say, I can't believe they're doing this and that and the other thing, um, really letting Twitter, in particular, tell you how to run a show is like, you might as well yeah, you jump really. off a bridge. You there's really. there's no point. You're you're playing to such a small crowd of people. And just because they're very vocal doesn't mean that they represent the yeah. viewing public. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess the only thing I would say is that it makes sense to you pander a bit more, perhaps, to... to particularly Twitter, because it's younger people and you want to invest in younger viewers because you know that you're going to get more years out of them watching and you really need to yeah. replace. This is the thing that if I was a, if I was in charge of a soap, this would be my probably biggest concern, is replenishing your fan base and ensuring that you have a wide range of age groups that are being represented. And I think that's probably why we're seeing so many teen stories mm, on the maybe, show maybe, it really yeah. doesn't make sense for them to only focus on older characters
1: yeah and 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 just because that you need to build just that could have massively changed coronation street which for the first you know 40 years yeah. or so was so 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 focused on the older characters but yeah. you know in the social media age would it have been different i don't know i don't know.
0: know i don't know So what was the question i don't know
1: is the answer to john's question about um how would coronation street have been different if social media had been around back then um, we talked about who'd have been shipped maybe fan favourite actors we've kind of talked maybe a little bit about that about I who... don't
0: think that there, there would have been a massive difference in who's the fan fan favourites because I think that the people were definitely easy able and very willing to register their opinions about a lot of this stuff yeah. but it was just
1: interesting... through the,
0: the method just through writing letters it's
1: interesting what you said about if some actors were particularly vocal about certain things online would they have you know not Gone down well with with the viewers. Well, I can I imagine know.
0: back in the day when it was a very conservative world, if you were far, if you were a bit too supportive of, you know, liberal ideas, mm. perhaps you might have been out on your bum. Maybe. And you know what?
1: I just thought of you know when when Peter Armitage was got rid of on Coronation Street, played Lem Faircup. That was to do with like leaking things to the press that you shouldn't yeah. have done. Would he? Would he, he have been a trouble. little bit? Would he? Would it have been online?
0: Well, it was weird. If you think about, you know, the acceptance of, of um, homosexuality in the UK and how very backwards it has been for a long time, not just here, but across the world. But really think about what the the culture of, of Coronation Street was like, because Tony Warren was a gay man and he was openly gay. Um, and he spoke as well. I'm not saying that it was a very liberal and accepting world for him because he's spoken out loud about how he was discriminated against and how people used to talk about him in front of him and and about gay people in front of his face without really realising how insulting they were being. Mm. But, you know, would would Pat Phoenix have been fired for, you know, admitting that she had friends who were gay?
1: Yeah, maybe. On social
0: media. Like, you know, here's a tweet of me and my friend um, out on the town and they you know you're in a gay bar or that guy is
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Not
0: Yeah. Uh, I, there would have been so many scandals that would have come out.
1: <laughs> did I say the right did I say Peter Adams or did I say something else That's just been been the going Did I say Armitage? That's something different, somebody different. Self correcting. We
0: also said last week that Sally and Tim were getting married. We say the no, wrong Sally names all Kevin. the time.
1: We say the wrong names all the time. We, I know we, who I'm
0: talking about. You guys
1: about. need to edit on the fly yeah, for yeah, us. We all make our mistakes. Right, I think we're done with that question. That's been that's been long enough. Great, great question. I enjoyed that. A
0: really what do you guys think?
1: Yes. Yeah, How would Coronation us. Street be different mm-hmm. in the sixties with social media? And Gemma, I'm gonna leave the next oh. question to you hang to on, read. I
0: need
1: to slurp. Slurp of wine mm. before you read.
0: This is from Dental Dreams Edits. And they want to know, out of all of the retcons on Corrie, which bothered you the most, and which didn't you mind?
1: Oh, retcons! Oh, eh?
0: um,
1: I hate them. Michael I...
0: can't cope with the fact that the retcon of every day is the new a new day on Coronation Street, but no, we can exist.
1: <laughs> That's you can't oh, well, that the not deal with that most basic. It, it so, is a
0: retcon.
1: So retroactive continuity, to give it its full term, is when you you oh. take a an existing. <laughs> established series of events and yeah. then you change and then you you mention like ha- no it happened in this way actually and kind of go back and change how it how it actually happened
0: well there's a difference between a continuity error in my opinion And a proper retcon, which is where you go, let's pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. Because a continuity error is a very common thing, especially on a show. It's complicated and as long running as Coronation Street. You can forgive somebody for getting wrong, you know, how many times Len Fairclough went to the Rovers or whatever, you know, Mm. like that's fine. But when you're talking about facts that seem quite important...
1: But well, it's, it's also things like, you know, when Kevin seemed to forget that he had a dead child. To me, that doesn't... Su- some people were kind mistake, of screaming retcon it? there. That's, that is more of a mistake. But a retcon is more something like, I mean, delving back further into Coronation Street's history, Ivy Brennan's back character backstory, for example. Because when she first came into the show and Lynn Perry wasn't a one of the main actors on the programme, the character of Ivy, supposedly had this husband called um, Arthur, I think. or the, and, and at some point he was called Wilf, maybe. And then he was called Jack. And in 1975, Jack, Ivy's husband, even appeared on the show. And it was just the episodes before the Mark Britton Warehouse um, fire. Right. And it was just, uh, it was, wasn't too long after that, I think, that Ivy started growing in popularity. Um, and, and when... In 1979, they properly wanted to make her a regular role. This is when she was given the husband, Bert, and a son, Brian. And it had literally been stated beforehand, she hasn't had kids. And yeah, we'd seen this other other husband. but
0: Literally called Jack.
1: Yeah, called what? Jack, and and, What's and, they,
0: the purpose of this? and they
1: didn't want his hus- her husband to be called Jack because it, oh. by that point it had been established that Vera's husband was called Jack, so we couldn't uh, okay. have two Jacks. I'll but it was then. a different was character, it was a different personality, a different actor, completely and utterly different. That that is what I would say call a retcon. Um,
0: this, yeah, and they and so the thing is, they're often forgivable. Like I can kind of see why you know. They, they they went, Oh, this character's gonna work better with with this husband and a son.
1: I don't know what's worse, just you know, saying, Nope, we're retconning that or trying to explain a way around it <laughs> to, to to you know in, in know some contrived mean. manner to say well yeah that person was her husband but she's since you know he died her, he he died and now she's she had a concussion and she's forgotten all about him mm. i mean that then then you could explain it couldn't you but actually that would that would just seem a bit silly
0: it seems weird also to sort of invent random people for like i assume these were throwaway lines
1: um so, sometimes there were, but the fact, like I said, that this Jack Ivy's husband actually made an appearance on the show for a few episodes, you can't. Wasn't it just
0: like because he was coming to a wedding with her or something?
1: No, I don't think I think uh, he was sitting in the rovers. I can't remember.
0: Weird, isn't it? It's like what what's the purpose of him then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That sometimes as well that there, there were retcons to, to facilitate a character's exit, like Florrie Lindley, she was always um supposed to be um, a married woman, um, who no, no, she was a widow. That's right. And then when they wanted to get rid of her, they brought this husband back to life, but, and they but, retconned it to make it same, same. Like she was actually just estranged no, from her husband.
0: I think that they made out that she said that he was dead
1: see I can't remember now I don't know I think they
0: got away with this because I think they were like she just didn't want to answer questions
1: Mm, which if I lived
0: on Coronation Street the first person I met was Ina Sharples I think I'd lie (laughs) about a few of the details of my life especially if I was doing something naughty like running off without my husband (laughs) back in those days oh dear
1: There was also back then um, the Ogdens who were supposed to have had like four children, I think, and and then in the end there were just the two of them because they were going to have an episode where they all four of them moved into number thirteen, weren't they? And and that's that one summer of sixty three, was it? Uh, And then there were a couple of episodes that were written but not filmed, and I can't remember the details about why that happened. And that was going to be when all all four of the kids were going to move in with Stan and Hilda, and then you know next time they come, there's only trevor and um and irma or was it frida she was called yeah that's that's not a record i think so
0: it's funny also like this is completely aside but i still think of hilda as a new character (laughs) she came in like 63 i totally. she she missed the initial rush she's a new character
1: (laughs) yeah i know exactly what you mean i feel the same way so i mean how do you generally feel about them because i think for me it's like at the time I, you
0: find and, them and, and
1: none of these that we're talking about, obviously, these are, are ones awesome. that we watched live. I think the fact that because I'm so removed from all of this, yeah. I think, oh well, that was just something they did well, back then. Well, but, when you
0: watch it you, now, knowing that, knowing the knowing what is established fact now, you're like, huh, that's funny. When they first introduced this character, they had this story. Yeah. So it doesn't
1: bother you. Mm. Well, that, that that's even the case with like the the Barlow Baldwin cl- or the Baldwins, I suppose it more was where which is the other massive massive. If you search Coronation Street retcon, you will find Adam Barlow's picture there um, because he's a massive retcon in that Susan Barlow was supposed to have or Susan Baldwin, sorry, was. Slash butler, was supposed to have <laughs> aborted him yeah. when she was going out. Well, no, when she was married to Mike because she wanted, um, she wanted a career, didn't she? And Mike wanted kids, yeah. and he was trying to uh, mm. force her to have children. And then when she actually got pregnant, she was like, she "Right, freaked I'm, 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 She freaked out. Supposedly aborted Adam, although we didn't see it, and that's the that's the thing you can say about quite a few of these.
0: It's supposed such a cowardly We did
1: see her get,
0: get out of jail free card, get you the didn't,
1: abortion.
0: You didn't see it happen, so it didn't. But
1: for for all those years, you know, all throughout the late 80s, all throughout the 90s, and into the early 2000s, the Coronation Street viewers were led to believe that Susan had had this abortion and she'd been living off screen, obviously. <clears throat> and, then, and then she comes back with Adam, and it was just like, hmm. Now, Adam has become, a, you know, a Relatively important character. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not up there with with the with the all time greats or anything, is he? But if they hadn't, if they'd stuck to their guns, yeah, they they would have missed out on some, you know, some great Coronation Street stuff.
0: Can I just can I point out? I mean, the the thing about retcons is that there's no logic behind what's going to annoy you and what isn't.
1: No, but even because with...
0: really big things. can can sort of slide by me.
1: And really
0: stupid small things can stick in my craw for years. I
1: know. With this thing with Adam, even, I don't think that particularly bothered me at the time, because when I was watching it back in 2001, I didn't watch it in 1987. I didn't see Susan Barlow Baldwin going, uh, you know, being torn to pieces by this marriage to Mike that wasn't going the way she wanted to. I didn't see her, you know, agonising over whether to have the abortion or not. But probably if I had, then... Adam's existence would have bothered me more. I mean, I suppose related to that talking about Susan, what has stuck on my craw as you said a bit more was the the whole thing about Billy's involvement in Susan's death back in the, the early 2000s. Yeah. Which it sometimes that's the sort of thing that just seems contrived and that's why Coronation Street might say, well, we never saw that the the accident that that Susan had so maybe Billy was there and I it, I don't mm-hmm. like when they try and mm-hmm. retro, you know, Squeeze things into a story just for sensationalism. Or... It
0: boils down to to me how much how invested was I in the original story? Yeah, and how much does it stretch my disbelief to have me believe that this thing happened? Mm. How much are you expected to disregard to believe that Billy took a job? coincidentally in the same area as the family of the woman that he was involved in the death of without yeah. realizing that he was involved in it how like, the coincidences is coincidences make
1: it make it worse sometimes it really they? is
0: if it's if it's like number 1 if you're like no i'm happy with how the story was originally and then they come up with something that is so, so ridiculous that it it would beg a belief even if it wasn't a retcon. Mm. If you combine those together it becomes harder to swallow like the uh, the um, the Jim and Liz and Hannah story oh, which gosh. is probably one of the most notoriously bad retcons of, of modern history right Well it
1: was a teased retcon wasn't it we were led to believe mm, yeah, offline sorry on off off screen or whatever offline. that that their daughter Katie who had died a couple of days after being born was actually baby swapped and then flown off to Australia and and it was good in a way that that was nipped in the bud quite yeah, quickly right, on the yeah. show because Sorry. we, for months, were led to believe because they were trumping, you know, Jim's big, big Jim's return and everything, and and Katie's gonna be back. And everyone got right up in arms about this about how dare you <clears throat> retcon Carnation Street but history. Because I... when Liz had a, a, her abortion, people like really, yeah. really got into the McDonald's then, and, and that just you know. Can I point
0: out that there's another retcon here that you haven't addressed, which is the retcon that we are supposed to believe that Jim would hate his wife so much that he would lie about their aborted baby in order to scam money out of her. her, her. Well, that's... I honestly... I'm sorry, but that's a retcon. I don't think that he would do that to, to her. And we're supposed to be... And also, he's not stupid. And this plan was one of the dumbest plans that anybody's come up with on Coronation Street. So we're yeah. supposed to believe he's heartless and stupid. For
1: me, that doesn't count as a retcon at all. That's just all a right. character being written in a way that's out of character. Yeah, well. and, and like I was saying in the last bit, that when things stupid things like that happen, I don't even think of it as being the character. I just think of it as being the storyline. Oh, what have the, the evil writers done but to you? I'm very, very glad that they, they nipped that one in the bud pretty Quickly and made it out to be a scam. What well, One that's been, I suppose, more recently has irked me more because, um, you know, I said all these other ones didn't. And even, you know, still on the Baldwin um, line, the fact that the whole of Danny Baldwin, Frankie Baldwin, Jamie and, and Warren existing as a retcon as well, wasn't it? Because Mike never had a brother originally. And then back when um, the Baldwin clan was expanded suddenly in 2004. It's like, oh yes, he did have a brother. So that that doesn't even bother me because I didn't know Mike Baldwin back in the 70s or 80s when it was said he didn't have a brother. But anyway, I digress. So what the does thing- bother you? The one that bothered me maybe more recently was the Jackie Dobbs thing because I saw Jackie Dobbs coming into the show when Deirdre was in prison in 1998. I saw her relationship with her son Tyrone and there was obviously no kind of hints at all drops that Tyrone wasn't her son that you think she might have done. And then two, three years ago for them to turn around and say, actually, that's Jackie didn't give birth to Tyrone. She picked him up at the police station or whatever the story was. I, that's That's annoyed me a lot more because I saw Jackie with Tyrone. So I'm kind of getting a little bit of a taste of what it's like for the people who saw Susan agonising over her abortion or, um, you know, who I I saw Ivy with her other husband's um, Jack.
0: Back in the day, it it would have been easier to get away with stuff like this because... you you need to have watched every single episode and have really paid very close attention to a lot of things that it's easy to forget. So, corona coropedia is is a really helpful resource for us to track where things get retconned. Mm. And does does that contribute then to uh, us? Yeah, I think it Having does. A, a problem when you can look at I tell you at one thing. A click thing, of a
1: mouse, you can say, "Aha!"
0: One thing I, I, I don't fine. like. Is when they change people's ages or birthdays, and it's so stupid, I, I just find it really ir- irritating, because they've changed some people's ages, haven't well, they? Well,
1: this is soap opera rapid age syndrome that we're talking about at the moment, Sore And Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a thing. I mean, character like Peter Barlow, his age has been all over the place, and considering that he and Trace, not Tracy, sorry Susan were quite you know important big Curry babies because you know birth mm-hmm. didn't yeah, happen were very like much back the in the first, day were they the first um no they weren't no they weren't the first but they I mean they, they were, were the
0: first chari- I think they were the first um babies to become proper characters because we because Conceptor and yeah. Harry had Christopher yeah was that the first baby
1: I'm not sure now
0: they were very close to the first
1: yeah but yeah, but Peter Barlow, that his change, his age changed quite a lot over the teenage years, just to fit the stories. Because like, there was one where he wanted to join the Navy, but actually he was only, I don't know, 14. So they made him, however old you need to be, 16, 17 or so. And then a few years later, he his age went back to where it should have been. And like his 18th, his 21st birthday or something, Messing was where it should have been. It, it really does mess it about. But I wonder whether people noticed it as much it doesn't, This is the day thing. because they didn't this have Chorapedia or they didn't have the... The books, I mean, I can't remember when Corrie first had its first archivist, because Darren Little wasn't the first one, but I think it, Corrie went for a good 10 years before they even got an archivist. I think they were realising we'd set lots of stories in motion here and people are going to, and we need to make sure we're staying somewhat consistent.
0: It's such a silly thing to get up in arms about, but it's also such a thing that you can get right if you really care
1: what? Which bit who particularly?
0: Who was it, that, it oh, was was it Nick? No, it was Robert who had his fortieth birthday.
1: No, he was going. No, he was telling everybody that it was his fiftieth birthday coming up.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't. And
1: it and it wasn't. But but then they later said he said, "What was it to do with the wedding or it's something?" Just dumb. Um, but no, I think I, I don't think that counted. I, oh, what, what annoyed mean. me then made me think w- w- was well, that why is... doesn't anybody notice it? It's not his 50th birthday. Yeah, but, uh, but look, I th-
0: this is the thing we're getting to the crux of the matter is that some people are going to be annoyed by a retcon and other people aren't.
1: Yeah, again, the Peter Barlow one doesn't particularly bother me because that happened before I was born. Looking back at it, it seems quite quaint. The Asher and Hardy one, though, that we're kind of going through at the moment, like, oh yeah, that does kind of hurt me a little bit because they've been aged up a year. And
0: but that's not a great amount of you know that's the sort of you know
1: it's not but because it kind of but because it's happening right now and it's like i I remember when Iidi and asha were born it, it it fits it seems odd now if they, it'd be even worse if they did it to say um hope for example because she was born amongst the tram crash in 2010 ah, good point that that would fit that would seem completely not right if they aged her up because it's like there's an anniversary going on there mm. but I mean, sometimes it will work having Ardy and asher being a bit older than they're supposed to means that we're getting the stories that we're currently getting yeah, which is great good... sometimes they'll put they'll age up characters so that they can interact with others like mark redmond who was um mike's son his first son with maggie redmond was aged up so that he could go to school with a young nick in the early 90s and but but because mark i guess was away from the show for a bit because every, every so often Maggie Redmond would turn up like they'd go to a flower shop, wouldn't they? I don't think people were particularly bothered or invested in that character. I mean, people aren't invested in Asher and Hardy either because they haven't, well, apart from they a brief, brief period in their young childhood, yeah, they are now. They, um, they, they've been permanently on the show, it makes it worse. Um, I mean another one that I found which I didn't even realise about until I was doing some research for this was that Mary's age has been changed as well when she first came onto the show uh, her original date of birth in 1974 but now it's agreed as being 1970 and that was twisted a little bit to fit the um, story about when she was raped and, get, and, got, and Alpha, got pregnant with Jude oh pregnant
0: with Jude was
1: yeah and that I suppose doesn't bother me as much because her age was never important. I think when there are children and their mm. age is changing because Yeah, yeah. You go through so many changes and so many things are mm. um linked to how old you are. Yeah. That's more of a Yeah,
0: so how how important is the thing that we've changed really?
1: Yeah. Even Ken's had his age changed. He's he, he was originally supposed to be born in nineteen thirty seven and then he was that was then changed to nineteen thirty nine at some point. So he's been he's been youthed. Dennis Tanner was, uh, his age was changed by four years. He's four years younger, you know, in, in now in Coronation Street history than he originally was portrayed as well, being. In... Elsie, as well, youth by about five years.
0: Well, if we can do. Hang on a minute. We can do this?
1: Um, no, sadly, we are not.
0: I'm going soap to do characters.
1: it. I don't think it would work.
0: I was born in 86 and I will hear <laughs> no argument. No, no, 88, I'm going to say.
1: Right, something else that bothers me to do with retconning, and again, some people would say this isn't retconning and it's not technically, is the whole so-and-so is already married or so-and-so has got a secret child coming out of the woodwork. And it's, again, it's a case of, well, we didn't see it, so therefore. So I'm thinking of I'm like... I'm going
0: to say, um, I just watched um, White House Farm, Yeah. which is a Netflix show, And it's based on a true story about a guy who um, murdered or allegedly murdered his family. And his girlfriend helped him and knew the truth. And they're talking, uh, I've just watched the final episode and they're talking to her and she says, I never lied, I just omitted to tell you some of the details. So
1: when Beth turns up and says, oh yeah, I never actually got divorced from Craig's dad. It's like, that, 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 that to me irks me more because it's just been in some ways because it's just been thrown in to cause a little bit of drama or or the fact that tim was married to this charlie woman it, yeah, that, and, his that's, re-
0: and the reasons as well. Where if they can, can't come up with a logical reason, yeah, it really annoys me. Well,
1: that's the same with, like, Tim not being able I to read as real. well.
0: Yeah, T- Tim not being able to read is rubbish. And
1: there's, that, like, but you hold a paper. Oh, yeah, well, sometimes I just like to hold the newspaper no, to make said, it look like I yeah, read or I, something. Yeah, I, I
0: always... He's like, oh, you always pretend. When you can't read, you pretend that you can mm. so that people won't know. That is That fact is true. And they could have done a lot to help illiteracy in adults by really taking this as a topic and showing all the ways that he has um accommodated his because it is a disability into his life to make it not apparent that it was true and
1: instead it was just a throwaway it
0: was what was the point of it what was the reason what? Why did he not be able to... What was the purpose so that Sally so, could teach him to read?
1: So, yeah, something like that. So To a cause a friction between him and Sally and Anna Winder, Because I think. Because
0: the first time we ever heard of Tim, he was writing emails to yeah, Faye. Exactly. Oh, my friend did it for my, me. Oh, get and then lost, When him. you
1: start making those changes and then making stupid excuses, yeah. then that just highlights it and make it stupid. It, yeah, it and, and then you get your throwaway lines like Tracy saying that she's had her less view experiences in prison and that explains the... the the scandalous cheese, yeah waking that, up next to Paula last year. That, to, that to me was laugh. disrespectful
0: yeah. To, yeah. to prisoners, to lesbians, to bisexuals, yeah. to straight people. I thought that whole thing was incredibly offensive. What
1: did you think of um, Sharif having his seven-year affair? Because that was another one that was, was like, like was well, just, we, did that we didn't... We did, yeah, exactly. That, that annoyed me at the time as well. But with with most of these... I've kind of got over it quickly, and I think that's what Coronation Street and other soaps, because that's obviously not the only one that does this. I mean, for everyone's sake, EastEnders brought back Dirty Den from the dead, and at least we've not had anything like that in Coronation Street. Still but trying. I think Coronation Street hopes that people will quickly get over it, and I, and I think I do. Sharif going out with Sonia for seven years, and we'd only known the character two years, so literally all the time and a lot more that he'd been in the show, he'd been secretly having it off with with her. It's like, no, What's I don't name? believe it. Hmm? What Sonia. Was the, yeah. Sonia. And and, uh, and that's quite similar to, I think, to Denise Osborne, who'd been secretly having it off with her brother-in-law, Brian Dunkley, back in the early 90s as well. Like, well, we didn't see everything, every movement, but so she could have been getting up with everything. Can
0: I just... It the just thing, thing is, clunky. it does feel clunky and it feels rude because um, it's not the, quite the same thing as saying, well, the characters go to the toilet, you never see it, it doesn't mean that none of them go.
1: No, it's, like, no, that, get, it's not. Get
0: over it. And the other thing is, They plan so far in advance. We are led to believe, or we've been told, that storylines planned up to a year in advance. If they're planning things so far in advance, can't they chuck in a couple of, you know, things that we wouldn't notice or, or care about and say, oh, that was actually, you know, like Sharif going, yeah, I've got to go play golf you know, yeah. and and then it turns out he doesn't even have golf clubs. You know, <laughs> it wouldn't take very much for them to to solidify an alibi to make these make sense in advance.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, for some of things.
1: So another branch of of this retconning, I think I alluded to this earlier, was children coming out of nowhere, and nobody ever mentions that there's this child, and then suddenly they're they're here. Like I mean, George Shutterworth is a recent example. Surely, surely he would have been mentioned no, by this, Archie no. 20 years ago.
0: Maybe not necessarily, because I have co-workers who will never talk about the children unless I say, oh, how's the kids, you know? Um, but, but just let me finish. George Shuttleworth, existing, yet audrey being given 80 grand
1: <laughs> yeah makes no that's sense that's the problem you're, right, and him you're not right rocking
0: up and going audrey where's my money or like how did you spend my dad's cash mm. because honestly if his dad either his dad screwed him over in which case why is he so concerned with continuing the family business mm. your dad's dead he's not going to be impressed anymore yeah. and also he he screwed you over by not giving you any inheritance aren't you mad about that yeah um, Either that, or he's so loaded that 80 grand is like a raindrop in a bucket to him. Mm. Why is he, why is he... Can't, Pandemic. Why can't he afford to hire the driver then?
1: You know, yeah.
0: there's so many things that don't make any sense.
1: Yeah, and they're just ex- trying to explain it away. I've just remembered another retcon that really, really, really massively wound me up, I think even more than the Jackie Dobbs one. It's flipping Haley and her son.
0: That was, that was horrible.
1: That was horrible. Massive mistake, and the fact that they even brought him back when she was, you know, months away from death. That they was silly. I would have perfectly happily uh, b- did, ha- let Corey bury that. It, it overeaked the, the
0: pudding because we didn't need extra trauma on top of the fact that Haley, a beloved character, was dying. Yeah, but we a didn't few, need that. The
1: few years before, I can't remember how long before she died. This son came out of the woodwork. That really kind of was like because the whole one of one of the big things in, in early days of Haley and Roy's relationship was them saying, oh they were the first you know romantic relations that, that they'd ever had and oh I'm as pure as the driven snow you mean sexual not
0: romantic yeah. let be frank
1: yeah H- Hayley said that she she said I'm a virgin and then for them her to say oh well I meant I was a virgin in my woman's body and, it and wasn't like, very respectful
0: it to It was trans really people,
1: really not respectful. In my it wasn't respectful to the fans and it was clearly there just to it made her into a liar. Add, to, it made her into a liar. And and for somebody like Haley, who, you know, is very, very honest and uh, especially to Roy
0: because yeah. Roy would have said, I think that you've been telling fibs then because I I don't think at any point Roy was saying I will only marry if you're a virgin. She chose to tell him that she had not yeah. been with another person and to have all these caveats and really secret, secret like, well, you know, it didn't count because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. Roy would have been hurt and betrayed by that, and as viewers, we were too, because it didn't matter to us whether she was a virgin or not. Think, Nobody's doing purity tests on soap characters. I think
1: Roy probably was, but I just hate it when well, they I'm try telling and you get out it on was a unnecessary. the
0: The whole thing about her having a secret son just it Mm. it just kind of made a circus out of being being trans
1: yeah yeah and
0: it didn't we didn't need it because hayley was such a great advocate character for trans women and their experience and you know saying it doesn't make any difference yeah and then to have this secret in the clo you know it just very unsavory because nobody especially and very dated too because these days nobody holds it against a trans woman if she's had a child before she transitioned. Mm. It's like, oh, isn't this a scandal? It's like, no, not really, Coronation Street. You're kind of showing you're being a bit bigoted, in fact, by trying to make this into a drama. I don't know. I just felt... that 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 one really wound me up. More more so
1: than, say, Jade, again, another recent example. That's kind of a retcon, isn't Mm, it? John Stape having a kid. Again, not mentioned. I mean, that's in the same kind of... um, ballpark as the, the George Shuttleworth, is. isn't it? Like he probably would have mentioned Oh no, did, was he? No, John wasn't supposed to have known about this yes, kid, I'm was he? I'm just gonna but... point
0: this out. There's there's no way that you can say that um I mean it's very easy get out of oh, I keep saying get out of jail free card. Very easy to say any male character had a kid without knowing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> if he's, if they've had sex with a woman without protection or even with protection at any point at all, off screen in the last however many years, they can have a kid that they didn't know about. Maybe that's
1: why that one didn't wor- bother me so much at the time because he was supposedly not known about. No, her. but, but I don't she like said that they... she
0: knew her dad, didn't she?
1: No, I, I hadn't. The mum she been. lied. No, I thought the I mum had been writing letters or making out uh, this dad to be a superhero. Yeah, that's kind when of when he silly. didn't even know about her. See,
0: like Emma Brooker. Yeah. being Steve's daughter see
1: that's kind of a retcon but it's kind of a nice one sometimes it works even you know what I was getting annoyed about earlier about the Tyrone Jackie Dobbs retcon there that's given us Evelyn who's like one of my favourite characters <laughs> yeah. so sometimes I will be more willing to forgive retcons when it you know, good things come out of it, but I'm not saying do it all the time. Coronation Street. I think I... the
0: problem I come up against is that they have become, in my opinion, more frequent and more dis- unbelievable. It
1: feels, yeah, yeah, you're there's right. A, there's
0: a real difference between a bit of admin and kind of, t- f- but um, budging, fudging figures in the background. Like, oh, they're a year older than we said they were. Sorry, that's okay. Or, you know so-and-so's husband is actually Fred and not Bill, you know. OK, whatever. But then, you know, oh, Johnny is secretly Carla's dad and, and um, you know, Emma's secretly Steve's daughter. It's just like, oh, really? Uh, um, Billy secretly killed... You know, it's like so many in such a short period of time.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, when, when it was revealed that Fred was actually Ashley's dad and not his uncle, and he, you know, Uncle Fred was for, you know, four or five years that's how we saw them and and at the time i think i thought it was quite exciting yeah
0: but the problem because it
1: wasn't done so much
0: yeah it number one it was small unprecedented and number two he was so super involved in ashley's life it kind of like oh that that makes makes sense sense."
1: now yeah If,
0: if a retcon kind of makes sense of something that previously was nonsensical or kind of unusual great Mm. I, you know, fine, whatever. And and there really is a difference between, well, you couldn't have known, and, well, we led you to believe something different.
1: Yeah. I mean, Because we didn't know. We said that the Fres and Ashley thing yeah, was yeah. unprecedented, but we did also have it you know, back in the mm-hmm. 60s, 70s whenever it was with Betty and Gordon, didn't we? Yeah, I didn't we? mean because to use that word. Gordon, um, Gordon Clegg was brought in as Maggie Clegg's son, and, you know, the characters all yeah. played it. Um yeah. As if they were children, as if that they were, but then it turned out that actually Betty was Gordon's son, and, right. and the actors no, didn't Gordon's like that. Mum, sorry, and the actors didn't like it, did they? Can you
0: just remind me? Did did Gordon know that, or did was he raised secretly?
1: Yes, Gordon didn't realise. Okay,
0: but the thing about that is that, that, to me, that's a that's a kind of historical thing that happened mm. because of the way that society was very judgmental about unmarried mothers. Yeah. And it's happened to, like, high-profile high people who are celebrities who have found out that they... You know, like, yeah. Ted Bundy and... Um, who's the other guy? Um the one who was in The Shining but Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. being raised by people that they you know didn't realise mm. weren't their parents uh, is is has a precedent how many of these other things have precedents
1: mm.
0: you know um, oh, Tim not being able to read that has a precedent in real life people who can't read who, have, who are illiterate as adults are often ashamed of themselves and go to great lengths to hide this from other people
1: yeah
0: and and it was an opportunity to explore this in a in a sensitive way, and <laughs> they yeah, didn't take didn't, it. Didn't
1: really in the end, did they? Okay, I mean, I think we're we're almost done on this. I mean, my conclusion is, if it happened before I started watching Coronation Street, I just write it off as being you know a little quaint thing back then. I don't like that it may be. They're start- it feels that like they're starting to do it more often, yeah, don't but are do it they too much? I don't really know. And if something good comes out of it, I say, Well, okay, fine, thank you. We have Evelyn, but don't do it again because honestly, Evelyn could have been brought in as a relative of Jackie's or something. One couldn't thing they? we
0: haven't mentioned at all is the geography of Coronation Street and how oh, it's yeah. akin to like um That's
1: kind of it? What's isn't it called?
0: Um Diagonally, where everything kind of moves around. Yeah. And nothing is set in stone, even though it literally is made of stone.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose since, you know, the at least the establishment of the Grape Street set, things just No I'm not even that's not even true. Things haven't necessarily stayed the same for that. Look, look at Rosamond Street now, yeah. which used to be, you know, this major highway of Weatherfield and now it's got like two addresses on it, as not yeah. it? the Bookies and not the Bookies, whatever it is, the Florists and uh, and, and Billy's flat and the medical centre. Um,
0: and Victoria Gardens always been there, but just it wasn't until very recently that everybody decided it was the best place to deal drugs from. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's a <laughs> bit cry. silly, really. Uh, I mean, they, they've had an extra window just appear in the Rovers five years ago when they moved to Media That's, City. Yeah.
0: I mean, w- when you were a kid, was one of the things that this is what I used to do all the time. I used to draw Treasure Island maps. Did you used to draw maps when you were a kid? I think
1: maybe. I
0: think I, don't I know remember I children... used to be quite
1: obsessed with things like you know the maps that they had in the front of the Oz books.
0: I think children love maps, don't yeah. they? Yeah. But but there's definitely a fascination with creating. Fictional worlds or fantasy worlds, mm. and doing a map.
1: Well, I do like seeing some of the old maps that they make of Weatherfield, you know, that were pu- published yeah. in the papers. And but things. why
0: couldn't they just have do- drawn a map and stuck to it? I yeah. don't understand. I don't. I re- because let's face it, all the stuff that's up Victoria Street now could have just gone onto Rosamond Street.
1: I think the thing with Rosamond Street is um, they under the viaduct next to the Rovers, they used to have. Just like yeah. a, a picture, didn't yeah. they, of the road going down. And maybe, you know, in the HD era or whatever, they
0: were like, it, it, wouldn't have, cut it, it
1: wouldn't have looked as good. But it, it, it's it, weird, it, it does it? irk me because now it's almost like Rosamond Street never existed. Yeah. And that's, in a way, that's one of the massivest retcons that Coronation Street's ever, ever had. <laughs> because Rosamond Street used to be really quite important.
0: I mean, but you could say, you know, oh, the street was blocked off and then that happens in real life.
1: But the fact that it's been put in with some hardware shop or something that looks old, like it's been there for a long time, that that does bug me. Oh, I wish you hadn't thought of that. Now. Sorry. The, and the whole of the, the Victoria Street thing, yeah, it was always there. And then we look back at episodes, you know, ten years ago, and there's just this scaffolding up there. It's like no, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't always there. Wasn't there? And like the
0: precinct, it? where's that? Yeah. Sometimes it's just best
1: not to think about things like that.
0: It's because it suspends your disbelief and it makes you realise that you're not watching... A real That's it, isn't world. it?
1: When things like that happen, it it takes you away from it because and with what's soaps, the re- yeah? You're, you're, you, need that. you need it to feel real because it's on in your on in your and your TV. You know, three what's days a week you've been why following you the life stories of this. Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: So like the the fact the reason why Victoria Street is like it is, and the reason why Rosamond Street is is so short is because literally the physical area that the set is in now accommodates only that yeah. setup. And so you know, if you know that, then you know why Rosamond Street has been chopped up. And then you're like, "Yeah, this is all just lies. It's, it's a throne lies. of lies." I'm
1: wasting my life on this. What fiction. am I
0: doing? I I just spent an hour and twenty minutes talking about something that's not real. Why?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day,
0: let's think. It put could, it like this, right? Yeah. Sixty years of a show with hundreds of characters, There's thousands of, of storylines. I think honestly they've done a pretty good job of keeping things consistent they they they've kind of i think that i think the thing is there's a certain social contract that you enter into when you watch a soap they're going to tell you stuff that makes sense and they're not going to push your disbelief too far when they when they when they kind of break that a little bit you have a right to feel annoyed mm. because you're investing your time and your energy into something and they're not even keeping it you know, yeah. within the realms of, of possibility. So when I they mean, do it when they do it, you you are right you have a right to be mad about it, if if that's how you feel. But the amount of times they could have done it and they haven't, I think they've they've had the track record's yeah. pretty good.
1: I mean it could be a lot worse. American yeah, exactly. soaps where you know where children literally will jump from being 5 to 15 over the course of a year or whatever or they just rewrite anything for sensationalism or they
0: make it like the devil is real yeah
1: i i don't know how people come you know watch that and with any semblance of investment in the fact that it could be real i'm i'm glad that curry doesn't do that and i hope that I mean, we have said it's maybe been getting worse recently but to be honest it might be just the fact that we've been you know, so focusing on no, it analyzing it so. more recently because you know we've had a podcast um,
0: no I really think that there have been a bit
1: more yeah so they they just need to be careful as long as it doesn't get any worse than it is it's it's tolerable at the current levels some irk me more than others yeah. if it's to do with characters that I feel particularly invested in and if I saw live I for of a better word the she
0: saw it original at, in version real time. of
1: it but um, yeah it, uh, at the end of the day I will often just forget about it quickly. I'll be angry at the time, <laughs> and then other things will happen, and I move on. I guess that's what they're banking on.
0: Yeah, those those sneaky sneaks. Yeah.
1: yeah. So there
0: we go. That was our character. That no, what was it? List the
1: List of questions. List the questions.
0: Thank you very much to our two questioners. Yes, thank you
1: very much, John and Gentle Dreams Edit.
0: Yes. Um, yes. Um, if you have any more questions that you would like to ask us, uh, please feel free to email us at conversation, conversationstreet at gmail um, that's the best place. Just put a listener question in the subject header um, and we will put it add it to our list add of it, questions. Oh, we do list. have a list and we are gonna work through them.
1: We've got a list, we've got a document on our computer called Reader Questions because I called it that at the beginning instead of Listener questions and I just haven't changed it so now it's quite quaint
0: What can we do? We can't <laughs> we can't wreck on it. So No we
1: can't, we can't.
0: So yeah, thank you very much for listening and we hope that you have a good week. Yes. Bye.
1: The music for this episode came from podcast themes.com. What did it? Oh, oh, oh